2: Frank, uh, I live life sucker free, that's why the niggas you be with talk down like they don't fuck with me, I get money realistically, and the homies show me love, Goopies wanna lead a club with me, ain't to a G, what's
1: up, what's up, what's up, good evening, good evening, I know it's been a minute, uh, been out of town for a, for a, for a life like that for a week, oh, actually, I was out of the country, in England, spent the day in uh, Dublin, Ireland as well, so, anyway, it's back to, it's, it's good to be back in the saddle. Excuse me. I'm just a little, com- just a bubbly here. But before I mess up some more, I'm Scott Burks. This is the Clown Hour. And you can find my sports blog, the Clown Times, on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. That's Clown, spelled with a K, by the way. And you may be able to find me on Facebook. Just cutting up. Uh, I've been kind of a rare form all week. So instead of ruining it for y'all, uh, let me just um, give you the site. Just go to Facebook in the upper left hand search window in the upper left hand corner of the page, type in the Clown Times, the Clown Square Bouquet, and you'll be there. So a lot's been going on since I was on my European excursion, if you will. Uh mainly, you know, you know, the uh, last two weeks of the regular season, the NFL season, bowl season going on, In college football, uh the NBA, just now getting to the real swing of things after Christmas. But You have two figures cracking on other sports figures, namely George Call and Terry Bradshaw. And we'll get to that in a moment with my man, y'all know him from Sleazy Radio on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday night, sometimes Wednesdays, and the Yard slash HBCU sports blog. My man Dwayne Nash is back. Gee, what's up?
2: Scott, what's going on?
1: Ah, uh, you tell me, brother, I, I, I'm I'm fair for a square, man, I'm getting old, getting more gray hairs and the beard,
2: you know, other than that, God is good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is, and, and, and to all the listeners, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, uh, uh happy yes. Hanukkah, uh, uh Ujamaa <laughs> to everyone, you know, uh, going ahead and support your small businesses, let's do it. Yes,
1: sir, yes, sir, yeah, we, we started out with our son last night, so, uh. You know, trying to bring him up in the Kwanzaa, or as they say, the Deep South Kwanzaa. Uh, <laughs> you know, just bringing him up in that. Uh, so, I uh, thought that it's all good. So, I know this the holidays, is the time of good tidings, joy and love to all mankind, blah, 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 blah. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of hate going on. Let's start with George he What is it Go saying on, about Paul huh? Anthony? Yeah, I know, right? Kenyon Martin. Uh, 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 with J.R. Smith, and now you start on Damian Lillard. But, but let's start with uh, his former players in Denver. So basically, uh, <laughs> he basically called, um, like like saying that Junior Martin, Carmelo Anthony, uh, they're basically saying, and I'm paraphrasing, I have the exact quotes out in front of me, saying that, you know, he felt bad for those cats because he, they both, like they being Carmelo and Kenyon did not have any fathers in their lives to show them how to be men with all that money and how to act. basically, he's saying that those two cats didn't know how to act because they didn't have a dad in their lives, which I thought was totally stereotypical and lazy on George Carl's part, which I was shocked that he went there, but I guess people i e players and and general managers who knew him who knew him well. Really, aren't that surprised that he went and threw shade at those two cats, and to follow that up with what he said about um, about Damian Lillard, just pretty much putting all the blame on him for Portland's slow start, and that caused Damian Lillard to have to respond, and his coach Terry Stotts in Portland to respond, and uh, what one thing about that is Terry Stotts considers the, uh, George Carl a mentor of his, which I'm sure that came as a quite a shock to Terry Stotts. So, basically, <laughs> all this shit going on, with Carl's called is throwing shade when there's, I mean, all to sell a book, his book called Furious George. about 40 years, surviving the NBA Divas, clueless GM, support shot, shot selection. Yeah, I probably threw in a plug for him by mistake, but why do this? Why, why, what's the, why would George Carl do this at this point
2: of his life? Oh, I'm sorry about that, Scott.
0: You oh, said okay. that. You said it. You, you've
2: already said it. It's to, uh, it's to pluck his book. Um, it's just weird to me that he decided. Well, it's not weird at all. Let's just start from the beginning. Um, there's no way in the world you could have told me that George Carl has gone this far, or even between when he was with uh, 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 uh Seattle up until the time which right. he was in Denver, and not coach a player who may have a father in their household. With that yeah. said, it, was, it will probably be juicier now for him to call out the names of Kenyon Martin, J.R. Smith, and Carmelo Anthony, because people now are, are will recognize those names more than they probably would, and not to say that these guys don't have fathers in their homes, I'm just calling these guys sure. out because they were stars on his team during that time period. But calling out the likes of a a Nick McMillan, uh, a Derek Hayton, who is by far one of the greatest right. defensive guards of all time, and Sean Kemp, yeah, who probably won't never be a Hall of Famer, but one of the most athletic power forwards we've ever seen. So it's a lot yeah, easier for him. The guys that have played with him during his last stint. And, 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 well, I just say it's easier for him to call out guys that people care about because nobody probably yeah. cared about Ty Lawson. You know, not a lot of people are big fans of of Booby of Cousins. So why work, right, and talk about them when it's easy to talk about, you know, the golden boy, uh, Carmelo Anthony. I call him that because, of course, he does have the most uh, Olympic gold medals in, in, in USA basketball history. But then you got right. J.R. Smith who's fresh off a of title. And I'm glad that he made me somewhere hurt and with a shirt on, uh, finally. (laughs) And and, and, and Kenyon Martin, I guess there are people who still remember Kenyon, but of course I remember Kenyon. Um, I I love this style of play. So it's easier to call those guys out because it's easily identifiable for potential readers. It's just wrong for him to do so. Um, uh, 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 Kenyon and Jess said it best. A lot of times you have head coaches that are basically father figures to their players. And a lot of times there are conversations right. that are had between player and coach that you would expect not to get out. And for this right. to happen, and especially when you're, you're, when you're destroying, the, the, when, when you're insulting uh, uh, the, the, the family dynamics in which these players have come from, that's just Dirty. I mean, he didn't criticized the player all day, and there have been criticisms that he's brought up about some of these players as well, which we may or may not talk about later, which is justified. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, right. still not all their fault.
1: The right. thing is,
2: when you, about, you know, when you start talking about, you know, we start talking about off the court stuff, and you know, you you say because like I was I was um, listening to um, an excerpt uh, from the book earlier. When he said he was so tired of hearing about Carmelo, he just wanted to throw his hands up. That bad, trade him. You didn't draft him. Yeah. Trade him. You know, if 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 all of the basketball stuff was bad, trade him. But you know, that's that's. If we go into the the the, the basketball aspect of it, I will talk about that too. But you know, if, don't 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 sit here and belittle these guys because they didn't have a father, and you don't necessarily need to have a father in your household in order to be successful, you just need someone in your in your life. If you, if you want to talk about the money thing, talk about Kurt Schilling. How about that? I guarantee you the possibility mm-hmm. you know that Kirk Schilling has a daddy in his life. Well, Bernie, like Bernie Cozart didn't have a daddy. He's broke too. He's broke. Yeah. These guys that you're yeah. talking about are broke. Now, you want to talk about their financial situations? How dare you, George Cole? And I respected you and actually wanted you to come here to D.C. to coach my John Wall and the Wizards. With that said, man, there's there's no way. There's no way. No.
1: Dude. No. Dude, what I did like about Ke'an Martin, and plus, of course, you know, I live in Cincinnati. You know, King Martin's name is still, like, legendary here for obvious reasons. I mean, he he was a stud at UC and, you know, playing for those Bob Huggins teams in the late 90s, early 2000s, just money, money. Um, But what I did like was that, you know, Martin – took advantage of the platform that it had because, you know, Carmelo is still a pro and he has to be politically correct, right? As 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 J.R. Smith, you know, J.R. Smith is this just coming on Twitter, was right on Twitter just like and I'm paraphrasing like he's still trying to be relevant, mess. Sh- shaking my head. Mm-hmm. But Martin went in on him. Martin went in on him. He went on him on on, on um on uh, Undisputed on Fox Sports mm-hmm. One. He went on him on ESPNs to jump. And mm-hmm. I got some quotes here for what Martin said about it, and I'm going to keep it short. Quote, my feelings for Carl, George Carl is that he's, he's the, he is the person he is. He's showing everybody who he is, the person i dealt with for six and a half years in Denver. I saw it firsthand every day, him coming in the locker room and 50 to people and talking down to other people and treating people in the, in the organization like crap. I saw it year in and year out. Now the whole world is going to see it. And now you have other players, like the aforementioned Ty Lawson um, um, and several other players, former for, fun, for fun players. And one name that stuck out with me, actually two, I'm going to say the first one, Andre mm-hmm. Iguodala. Andre yes. Iguodala is one of the most mild-mannered, a and, and pro's pro. A pro's pro. No one mm-hmm. expects him to be a Malcolm T. He's not known as a Malcolm 10. He didn't have any, no. any, any flattering things to say about George Cole. And another dude, and many people probably forgot about the story. When George called coached Milwaukee, you know, those great Milwaukee teams that had Ray mm-hmm. Allen, uh, 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 what's his name, Tim uh, Cassell, and yeah. Big Dog, Glenn Robertson. Now, yeah, many well, people remember that Ray Allen, now, Ray Allen is one of the most, again, a lot like Igor not more so, more soft, not soft spoken, but laid back. You know, uh, dignified, by pros, a true pros pro, very mild mannered brother. He actually almost went. Word on the street was, and I think I uh, verified this from a source. He almost went at George Car. I mean, went mm-hmm. at him physically. That's how mad he made Ray Allen. So, I mean, look, George, George, George Allen. Sorry, I'm. I'm uh, I'm mean, above your old Redskins passion, but George. Oh,
2: Hall, yes, In all it, that positive vibes right now, please. Thank you. Yes.
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> you
2: uh,
1: but George Carl, he's a great offensive coach. He's a hell yeah. of an offensive mind. He had those teams. I mean, hell, like Milwaukee, Denver, Seattle, they were humming offensively. He just never cared about much about defense. Okay, That's not so let's true,
2: that's not uh-huh. true, Scott. While, while in Seattle, uh, those Seattle teams had some of the best defensive players um, in the league, and they had some of the best defensive teams in the league at that time. Um, those Seattle that's teams back team. in the early 90s, you know, you, you had uh, Gary Payton, you had Sean Kemp, and you had Nick McMillan, who were averaging well over a steal and a half a game. So, these, so these, those oh, yeah. guys were great defensively. It's the, that's the one thing that is forgotten about those teams. How great defensively they were, and the reason why so, of course, is their uh, inept uh, ability to advance in the playoffs. You know, you keep right. getting knocked out first round, second round. People tend to forget how great defensively you were, and these are teams that won like fifty five, sixty, sixty two games a year. So it, it, it yeah. was it was early Definitely. on, yeah. In 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 Seattle, now, when, remember they the played the second in the first round. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes, but you, you start talking about Milwaukee and Denver, you're right. Somehow, some way,
1: someway,
2: yeah. they, they he, either he forgot how to coach defense or – uh, that, uh, He doesn't care. Well, you you would hope not, right? Or maybe there was something <laughs> – actually, my thing is this. If you feel as though okay. that your players are playing defense, yeah. what's the one thing that, yeah. that basketball players value the most? Playing time. Well, outside of money. Right. Playing time. You know, because that's how they get their money. You, you feel better right. they're not playing the way that you want them to play? Pinch them. Trade them. Get them out of there. If they're not doing what you, what you need them to do, get them out of there. But, no, you mm-hmm. love the fact that they were playing great offense so you kept them around. You know, you, you talk about uh, uh, his time in Denver. All those, all those teams he had in Denver, offensively uh, in terms of points per game, they all averaged in the top ten. None lower oh, than yeah, eight. They
1: set the scoreboard. Right.
2: Yeah. but defensively they were never higher than 16th. Well, actually, they were never higher than 15th, which is the the the, the halfway point in the 30 team league. Matter of fact, there was there was one yeah. year where they were first overall in points scored per game, but 29th out of 30th in, in points allowed per game. That can't be all. Mm. I mean, yes, it is the players, but <laughs> right. It, it, if it was really a problem, get rid of them. They're assets. Trade them. Wow,
1: you know what? I, I mean, Joe, it's just it was so disappointing because I have a lot of respect for George Call. You know, yeah, it I I, to, I mean, I, I'm I mean I'm a child of the late '90s. I mean, I saw the, the late '80s and throughout the whole '90s, and I remember those great Seattle teams. I remember those very good Denver and Milwaukee. Damn, near a great Milwaukee team. I mean, it just they ran into like a buzzsaw in the Indiana Pacers in the East, every playoffs. Um mm-hmm. but I, I don't respect a, I mean that's that's how can I say this directly That's a bitch move.
0: I mean you,
1: just, you don't go after guys well after they're playing for you just to sell books. You just don't do it. That's that that's that that's, that's chicken blood And I'm not cool with that. I don't respect that as a man. I wouldn't respect any cat who does that. And and I don't blame Martin for going after him. I mean the only thing that kept Martin from testing him out is that he was on T V. Going yeah. off on him, so yeah. Um, so good for Martin, good for Canyon for sticking up for his for his former teammates and for himself, really. And I saw somewhere that uh, George Call like actually backtracked what he said. He he was on Mike and Mike earlier today, and he was <laughs> first of all was it, uh, that, which I something that which I found hilarious. He
2: said he was surprised by the backlash of the book. Really? Oh, wow, really? <laughs> really? Really?
0: You were really surprised
2: yeah. by the backlash of the book. You were really yeah. surprised by the backlash of the book. When, you, when you, you come after a player's family moral fiber and question that, and you're surprised that that was attacked, you can attack a player all day on how well they played or how well they didn't play on the floor. Because, of course, we had the visual proof of that. But at mm. the same time, you're the coach. You're allowed them to play that way. You don't want a player to play in the play that way. Send them or bench him or trade him. Is that easy?
1: Right. And Kenyon said it himself. If you if he would have gone going after Kenyon's basketball acumen or whatever, that's one thing. I don't think Kenyon yep. said himself that he wouldn't have gotten so pissed off about that because that's on the court. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a he's a great professional. He he would have taken that, but to bring his I mean, but to, to bring his upbringing into it. Really? No. And, you know, that's going after his mom because his mom yeah. was got, his mom and his dad. And he turned out to be great. And Carmel turned out to be great. And he also said about J.R. Smith. You know, J.R. Smith had two parents, you know, in his life. He said that he, like he being George Carl, said that that J.R. Smith's dad was too involved.
2: Which is it? <laughs> Exactly. Which is it? Come on. Exactly. is
1: saying it. Pick a and, and,
2: you're talking, and you're talking about a George couple oh, who yeah. who uh who hired his son to be an assistant to to, to coach alongside him. Yes. So you know yes. you you have a little nepotism there. You know I don't I don't know if if I don't know it's just insane. You, you, pick a side. Pick a side, dude. Either either having a daddy <laughs> is good, or, or or having either having a daddy is not good, or having not not having a daddy is not good. But having a daddy right. is good. You, you, you can't, uh, George Carl, just, yeah. We need to go ahead and just start steamrolling <laughs> his books. Like they used to steamroll old hip-hop albums back <laughs> in the day. when You know, they did something so they were too graphic. Just go ahead and put them out in the streets. Uh, uh, Denver, uh, all the cities he coached in Seattle, Denver, Milwaukee, just steamroll yeah. to have a big bonfire or something. God dude. So. Hey, I got one more thing to say about Carl. He died.
1: said that later on, on on Micah, Mike, when he was – a he's, like, he said this in the context where so he was apologizing to, to what he said by Kenyon. He, he started off by saying that he had the kind of a, a tumultuous relationship with his son because, in his words, he was a basketball coach and a part-time father, you know. And so I think Ken he alluded to that uh, – like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, alluded to that in his tweets saying that, you know, he's seen – how he was, George Cole was to his son. Like, what's his, mm-hmm. what's your excuse? Was exactly. and, 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 and Carl followed up by saying that he's sorry for the reaction because he knows Kenyon. He said one thing he knows about Kenyon Martin is that he's a good father. So, I mean, I mean, hell, he apologized, but I mean, the damage is done. What's done is done. You know so exactly. i You can't get that, that horse back, back of the barn. So, shame on George Cole, and uh, good for, like Carmelo Anthony, just just staying above the fray. I know he's a, he's a current player, but he stayed above the fray as as the Smith and Keenan Martin went off on him. Good for him, and so, so did Damian Litter. You know, they, like Damian didn't have much to say. He just like
0: saying like he was
1: like what it was like Terry Stotts that like went after George Call the most. You know, just saying what like uh, what he had to say in order to you know. To, you know Defense his own player So yeah. It's one of those things where you just kind of shake your head And just wondering What the hell was George Cole thinking Just all in the name of selling books But I'll tell you what If he had any inkling of getting back into the basketball That ship had sailed
2: It's done It's over It's, <laughs> it's done.
1: done I mean they don't, There's no way in the world Any organization would bring that guy in In any capacity No way No bleeping how. I will say this,
2: though. I will say this. If if there was ever a chance, it was right after he left Sacramento. And for no one to take a chance on you, after you and your your battles with the malcontent of booby cousins, and no one would take a look at you, your career was already done back then. Now it's it's just, you just basically just let it aflame. It's completely done now. So. You know, I I feel bad that he had to go that route in an attempt to to get money. Uh, but this this is a whole description of a player coach relationship with, with, with uh, George Carl has just been completely destroyed. And, and you know, I, I hope he's able to rectify these situations with these guys within the near future. I really do. Well, I mean, he has.
1: I mean, Joe's call. He made his bed, has to lie his ass in it, and so he has to do something about that. But again, as far as any future in the NBA, he could kiss that shit goodbye.
0: So he has to
1: move on. Um, So one more person needs to take several seats. Terry Bradshaw. It hurts me to say that. I'm a big Steelers fan. I'm a big fan. I still am a, a fan of Terry Bradshaw, but he really disappointed me and what he said about my current coach, Mike Tomlin. And, and, and before I get into what he was said, in case people missed it, I'm the first – let me be the first to say I've gone at after Terry, Terry Rashford, Mike Tomlin quite a bit. you see me on yeah, Facebook? Did you ask for him to be fired this year? Yes, I did, and last year. Because, <laughs> because, because I, I think, in my personal opinion, that his, his squad, my beloved squad, his team that he's coached, Still see the East Coast play down to the level of the competition. That bugged uh-huh. the hell out of me. It was Jacksonville and Tennessee last year, even though they won both of those games. We we've been owned by Baltimore in the last two to three seasons. Especially last season when it was the worst Baltimore Ravens team and you know, due due to injuries and everything that I've seen in recent memory. We got uh-huh. swept by those guys last year. We should have been swept by them this year. So mm-hmm. it just it just rankles me. It just and plus our defense can't stop a no uh-huh. at times. Okay, mm-hmm. he, like even though we're playing better now, the last what six weeks, you know, doing like doing this winning streak. But even I know, and. Our, our friend, our mutual friend uh Lenise Robinson. I love you. Uh you talked some good sense to me. Uh <laughs> her being an Eagles fan, the NVZ Eagles fan that she is, but I know I know deep down that my Tom was one of the top 14, four coaches in the league. Okay? It's like basically it's it's, it's, it's in my order, it's Bella Cheat from New from New England, Tomlin Uh, Andy Reid in Kansas City, and John Harbaugh in Baltimore. Those are, in my opinion, the top four coaches in the league. Um, But for Bradshaw to say, and when he went on Fox Sports 1, speak for himself with Jason Whitlock, um, last week, as a matter of fact, he said, quote, Tomlin wasn't a great coach at all. He's a nice coach. To me, I said it, he's really a great cheerleader guy. I don't know what he does. I don't think he's a great coach at all. His name never even pops up in my mind when we think about the great coaches in in the NFL. Huh? Never? Never? This is the same Tomlin, even even though I've calmed down on Tomlin, rather irrationally, okay, I might add. Tomlin has won over 100 games in 10 seasons. Only a few coaches have ever done that, okay? He's won. He's been to two Super Bowls, won one. He's wrapped up his fifth AFC North division title in ten years. He mm-hmm. never had a losing season. No, and his players love him, and yes. he looks like my. And he could even pass for <laughs> Omar M's younger brother, but that's not a here nor a there. But really, shooting the guy? I mean, I mean, say what? Say what Joe's called? Why in the hell would Terry Bradshaw say something like that? Especially when he's known not to be around Pittsburgh much these days, why would he say those things?
2: You know what? Oh. Uh, my guess is that, is, and this is part of the reason why I don't necessarily uh, watch uh, Fox Sports One personally. I watch their clips. Okay. I will say what I'm seeing of the clips have been rather uh, have been fantastic, which kind of wants me to watch the show. But at the same time, I know a lot of the the the, the stuff that they do on their show with with Jason Whitlock with uh, Colin cowherd um and the, and, and a lot of the time, a lot of a lot of the material they talk about is supposed to be controversial to make people want to stop and listen and it's a possibility they yeah. go ahead and try to pull their uh, their guests to do the exact same thing um with that said. It was just weird that it that they well it's not weird it, it, if you're going to get somebody to 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 tear down a, a player or a coach or a particular organization it's better that right. it's done from within you know if it's done from the outside right. looking in eh maybe not so much but if it's done from from a, a quote unquote insider even though like you just said right. Terry may not be there all the time but he still. Hall of Famer, Pittsburgh Steelers, Super Bowl-winning quarterback, Terry Bradshaw. So for him to tear down his own organization, people are going to be like, oh, really? What did Terry know that we don't know? But like you just said, he's right. not there. So how in the hell he, does he know? He's already there. Exactly. And to your point earlier, he's never had a losing season. Matter of fact, he's the right. only Steeler coach to, to say that. He's the only Steeler head coach to say that. He has the right. uh, the highest winning percentage of Steeler coaches. So, for him to have that on his resume, and then you said, what, the, the most hundred wins within the shortest time period for, for Steeler coaches? Yeah. Which Steelers. is a record. Yeah, 10 seasons. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, it, it, you're talking about a guy, if that's a cheerleader, my God, Scott. I'll say, like, and for you to complain, uh, I mean, I understand it, it, it's against the rival or whatever it, with the, with the with yeah. Baltimore Ravens, but the stuff that Terry Bradshaw's talking about and that you complain about, I like to call those first world problems, dude. Look at the problems <laughs> in, in the shit show that I'm dealing with here in DC. My God, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, and I'm, I, I, if I can somehow get on my my knees right now, I would. And thank God that. This is the first time we've had back-to-back winning years and, and, and God knows, well, and God that does know, true. but I, I can't remember. That is very true. <laughs> you know, so, to to, um, to 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 say that, oh, my God, we have trouble, against, we played down to the level of the competition, but we beat them. Oh, we can't beat our rivals, <laughs> but we're winning divisions and we average averaging 10 wins a season. My God, I wish, God, I wish. <laughs> but but I said it earlier. The words of Bradshaw are, are just completely insane. Once again, potential mm-hmm. clickbait. And, and, and I feel bad that he was dragged into this. Terry <clears> do not know <throat> no better. I mean, he went to Louisiana right. Tech. Let me not talk about Louisiana Tech. Last time I was yeah. on that campus, beautiful <laughs> campus. <laughs> I
1: know. And,
2: you know, uh, uh, Hollywood <clears throat> Henderson said the best if you uh, asked Terry to spell cat, he couldn't do so if you gave him the C and the T, which is messed up. Yeah. Terry, you, you, I, I, I wish that you would have thought before you answered that question because to say that this dude is a cheerleader, for him to have the accolades that he does with this organization and, and what I like to call football royalties. As a matter of fact, for those that don't know, Pittsburgh was supposed to be America's team. They were supposed to have that moniker but turned it down. So that's just another thing that Dallas sucks in life. They just go ahead and pick up and hand me down <laughs> I, I from another team.
1: Thank you for verifying what I've been trying to tell Cowboys fans years and years and years and years They don't know that part of history. We won multiple oh, no. super bowls in six years. They yes. didn't want the moniker. They're blue collar. They wanna do things the right way. Of course flashy cowboys are super a, okay, we'll take it. And you know, and, it's, and of it's down to Jerry Jones, you know, trying to run headlines and Dallas. He wants headlines but he doesn't win games. Except for this season, Exactly. But that's not a hero in North but yeah, I, I, hey, speaking of Hollywood Henderson, I love Tomlin's clapback to uh, to Bradshaw. I don't know if you heard about this. He I, said did, on the, I radio did. the other day. Yeah, he said on the news conference. Quote: Terms like "truly" got to me. Maybe fall outside the bounds of critique of criticism. They probably fall more toward the area of disrespecting unprofessional. But what do I know? I grew up a, Cal, a Dallas fan, particularly a Hollywood <laughs> Henderson fan. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> boom! We all know what Hollywood Henderson said to your point. So, yeah, boom. that is a classic clapback. I don't know if, if Tomlin. I know he can't win for losing these days, coaching in Pittsburgh as a brother. At, you know, at that, but that's another conversation. But for him to admit on the on the news comment that as a Steelers coach, he grew up a Dallas fan, I don't know how that would fly in Pittsburgh. But, hey, as long as we're still winning under, uh, underneath this brother under Omar Epps, I, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm totally good. <laughs> so, yeah, but, gosh, I mean, I'll tell you this, man, and I'll say this for, like, like like, like one more time because Steelers fans are spoiled. We're spoiled. That's what i saying. We're very spoiled. I mean, the thing is, we're we still used to winning our division, going to the second round of playoffs every other year. We kind of expect that. Kind of like Patriots fans, except I think Patriots fans are about annoying, if not, annoying, as we, if not more annoying than we are because they kind of, they're spoiled as well. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at all those all the fan bases in, like in football, Patriots fans, Bills fans, Packers fans. But Packers fans are actually cool. But Packers fans, um, we're spoiled. We're very yeah. popular, very huge fan bases, and we're very spoiled because our teams win. Now I have the Cowboys fans coming back out of the woodwork, coming out of the, the, the holes that they crawled out of, you know, saying blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. I, I, and, and by the way, I, I know this is not a Cowboys podcast. i are trying to spend a lot of time with the Cowboys. But I'm just hoping praying that Jerry Jones finds a way to screw it up. I know he will. <laughs> I just hope he screws it up. But that's not here or there. But what I'm trying to say is, when the likes, when we Steelers fans we watch our team struggle against the likes of Jacksonville and Tennessee every time we play them for some reason we can't shake those cats we struggle against Baltimore when we used to own Baltimore it mm-hmm. just, just that that's the stuff that rankles us again we're spoiled we're very yeah. very, very very spoiled that's just how we roll I'm sorry and and El nothing we're against the Dolphins kind of time we're just spoiled.
2: <laughs> and
1: we know we can't beat New England But we're just spoiled okay? yeah. we're, just, we're just spoiled like that. Well, but basically I guess the moral of the story is and, and I'll let you finish here Is that Don't talk smack If you don't have anything to back it up Today, Exactly So I say to George Cole Terry Bradshaw I respect y'all But you guys need to take several seats
2: oh, My thing is this in this age yes. of this past election, mm-hmm. you should have an understanding now that everyone is going to fact-check everything that you say. Yes. Regardless of how big or how, how, how huge or how mundane it is, they're going to fact-check what you say. And if you're going to be deemed uh, or if you're going to be caught, dude, you're going to get caught and you're going to get lambasted in the process. So, yeah, right. George Carl uh uh Terry Bradshaw you go ahead and have your your, your stuff pressed before you open your mouth bro, or before you decide you want to go ahead and write something down Because you will get caught it's, it's it's not that difficult now to, to find information right. Thank you God <laughs> thank you I'll go for the, for the internet you know what i'm saying it, it, yeah. it, it exists <laughs> you know it, regardless if all that information is, is actually factual or not you know but we'll, we'll find a way to find the right stuff, we'll find a way. But um, to your right. point, in terms of fan bases and being spoiled, I just want to touch on this for, for a quick moment real quick. And no Cowboys sure, fans, I'm not going to sit here and talk about the Cowboys. The thing is with the Patriots that bothered me a little bit, I understand that they've been one of the more dominant teams for the past 20 years. I get it. Yeah. It's just the fact that this is still new success um, in, in my eyes. You know, yeah, 20 years mm-hmm. is a long time. I get it. But they're not an NFL blue blood. They're not the Steelers. Right. They're they're not the Packers. They're not Chicago. I mean, Chicago ain't Chicago no more either. But they're still a football right. blue blood in, in in essence. You know, if you think about it, they haven't done anything. And the Raiders. And And, and, yeah. and the Raiders. You know, these, the Bears and the Raiders haven't done anything in well over thirty, forty, or thirty years. But they're technically still football blue bloods, even though they're getting old. And 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 hopefully something happens. You know, because when they do well, when 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 NFL Blue Bloods do well, the league does well. And, and I guess you mm-hmm. kind of consider Dallas a, a, a football Blue Blood because during that, that decade in the 70s, you know, they had a fantastic decade. I hate <laughs> yeah, I hate them as much as I do. But, my God, yeah. for them to be 10 years old in the 70s and, and do what they did within that 10-year span was remarkable. But God knows, when 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 the team disappears, the fan base does too, and when they come out, yep. my God, uh, it's like roaches oh, when you turn the lights yeah. on. They, they are where and being here in DC is only worse. But like I just said, I wasn't yeah. going to talk about them, so I digress.
1: Okay, oh, uh, you know what? On that note, we'll wrap it up because I, I don't want any more Cowboys crap involved in this podcast. But
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. again.
1: Well, okay, I want I not won't start, I want not start, I want not start. I was going to say something else, but I want to start. But anyway, <laughs> thank you, brother. Good luck. No problem, brother, no Sunday. problem. Um, oh, and, yes. Uh, yeah, y'all win, you're in, right? Well, you, well, we have to win, and I think so, you should a, be in.
2: It's a win and an avoidance of a tie from Green Bay and Denver. But how many times right. in a season can you have, right? Right,
1: right, right.
2: <laughs>
1: right. Anyway, hey man Take care of yourself, okay ha- uh, ha- Have a good weekend and-, and keep it light You do
2: the same, bro Very New Year to everybody
1: You too, and Happy New Year to you, bro Peace out My man, Dwayne Nash Please check him out on Sleezer Radio, Blog Talk Radio Every Tuesday afternoon, Every Tuesday evening As well as the Yard slash HBCU Sports uh, Blog with all the, the, the HBCU News, basketball, football, whichever sport you think of, he have got it. Anyway, thank y'all for tuning in. This is The Clown House. Scott Burke, sign up, 06. Have a good weekend, and Happy New Year. All right.